0: If you like what you're hearing on the Phillytech.org Netcast network, please consider supporting the network with a small monthly donation via patreon.com/phillytechorg. That's p a t r e o n.com/phillytechorg. And thank you in advance.
1: You're listening to the Social Media Addicts Podcast on the phillytech.org netcast Network. Sponsorship provided by GetFlywheel, optimized WordPress hosting at getflywheel.com, wistia.com at w-i-s-t-i-a.com, and Zoho Mail. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 24 of the Social Media Addicts Podcast. I'm Seth. That's Howard. That's me over here. And we do not know where Jody is, but we do know that her dog, Jewel, is a grand champion now. And that is where it's important to pay attention, because her, dog
0: is ama- her dogs are amazing. So there's uh, no two ways about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, grand champion. I mean, it's a pretty big... It's a pretty big achievement. So really good, Jody. Rock on. Rock on. And so it's all good. So, you know, she's probably recovering from all these dog shows she's been doing. So let's move on. Onward and upward. Um, first of all, support the show if you can. Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Floyd Tech Work. Um, if you can give a little bit of money, that's always helpful so I can run the network. Um, Sponsors this week are, as always, Wistia, Flywheel, and Zoho Mail. And to start off the show, Facebook unveils Facebook Pay, a free way for friends to exchange money using Messenger. It seems... What do you you say, Howard? I love it. I actually think it's a great thing. Um, Facebook is
0: big enough that if they want to make it, and I'm sure whatever they do in terms of different limits and how they integrate, they are just the right player who can say, we can roll out a payment service that doesn't actually charge fees. And it probably will have a dollar limit it, related to it, um, mm-hmm. that above a certain fee just doesn't let you do it. We'll keep it, you know, keep it relatively small. Um, but the ability to basically pay someone back and do it through a mobile app I think that's fabulous. Um, Mm -hmm. There are lots of other apps that are doing it, Um, everything from what Snapchat did, uh, which is backed by Square. There's going to be a lot of competition on it, but all of those different uh, pieces of the puzzle all have little fees. So, look, most of my friends are already through Facebook anyway. If I can, you know, if we want to split the tab, you know, go to dinner, we want to split the tab, and and everyone's got credit cards out, I can very easily just messenger them the money, you know, no separate apps, pretty straightforward. Um, Absolutely.
1: I think, so. I think it's great, and plus Messenger, I mean, of the Facebook apps, Messenger's actually a pretty damn good app. Yeah, it works. On iOS, it works great. Uh, Android, it does, too. It, it just works. Yeah. It just works, and it's relatively not that annoying. I mean, the sounds are a little annoying, but other than that, they pretty much work. It works, and it's, it's universal. I mean, people can use it, you know, and it, I like that it's outside of the Facebook app itself because i may not necessarily... Hey, someone just dinged me up. Someone just dinged you. <laughs> On Facebook Messenger. And hello, Ashley. What did you want to talk to me about? Oh, she, one of my contractors is writing me about um, how to quote people. So I'm... Advised, oh, actually, it's Jody. Jody, where are you? <laughs> are you? Yes, well... Yeah. One of the things' you're talking to Howard. we get turning
0: online okay well one of the things I wanted to add to this uh, whole thing with Facebook messenger is it's interesting to hear that both of us love this app we think it's great because remember when they first brought this out and everyone's like you can't pry messenger out of my Facebook app you can't you know you can't
1: do that you, you can't, can't do, do that. that
0: and what a lot of people eventually realized was they were already giving up the privacy thing which was that uh, was a straw man's argument what they weren't getting was efficiency. The Facebook Messenger app is super efficient um, mm-hmm. really you know friendly to battery life it's not constantly polling oh, absolutely it's a, wonderful. it's a great uh, it's a great app I like having pay in it um, I can't wait to use that I've been kinda looking for when it's gonna roll out to me cuz uh, this is one of those things where they roll it out slowly um, I'm probably going to put make sure I put a payment system in there because I can totally see myself using this
1: Absolutely. And also, the next story is Facebook wants to make Messenger a platform where third parties can come in and build stuff for it. That can either be really good or kind of wonky.
0: Yeah, this is where I'm a little concerned. And I think it's the right thing to do, but anytime you open stuff up to the masses, so to speak, so that other people can integrate with it. There's going to be some confusion. There's going to be some garbage, and there's going to be some real great stuff. I don't think you can get around that. You open up a platform, you're going to get all of those things involved.
1: Yeah, you hit an example in the story where um, this this person, Marjorie, so and so wants you to check out her competition in Jersey Shore. Like it looks like it could be get really um, spammy, but they're trying to get rid of the spam. So hopefully that will break away and you won't get the spam aspect. Because, I mean, I know Messenger, I don't get spam in my Messenger. I don't get spam my Hangout. But I, get, but I have a lot more people in Hangouts than I have in Messenger. So it's like, I get dinged a lot more in Hangouts. But, you know, I mean, but ultimately Facebook, if there's spam binging me constantly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deactivate, deactivate it completely. So let's hope it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, well one would hope that um, they bring some of the uh, app blocking and privacy controls that they have on the desktop or in the browser that they bring that to Messenger. Maybe not managed within Messenger, maybe it's something where you have to go on the desktop to manage those privacy settings um, because you know, just like you can block games, just like you can block certain apps and do all these things so you stop getting, like, I don't play Candy Crush, so I have blocked Candy Crush. In my world, yeah. it doesn't exist. So when people play it, they post their scores, I never see it. Why? Because I set the one little thing in the uh, in the, in the settings on Facebook. That one little setting, I hope that they bring that over to Messenger so that the platform can grow without
1: being filled with tons and tons of spam. Absolutely, I think I think Facebook. I think it's possible. I'd like to just welcome the grand champion's owner herself, Jody Rains. <sighs> Jules the grand champion. You hear the topic? Oh, your, your audio's not on. You work on that while we work on the next story. Hey, let's three cheers for Jody! Three cheers for Jody! Rah, Yay. Rah, rah. Yay! Yay! Jody rocks. Joel, no, she's gonna be Jody only half rocks, Joel rocks. Joel's Joel's the champion. And we don't know why her audio is not working, but she did make an appearance. We do mess her terribly. She's waving for the people who are listening to audio. She's signing. She, she's gonna go out and in and she's gonna try and figure stuff out. Uh, out She'll get some note cards and then write Note cards. Out yeah. and in. Out and in. <laughs> and she's gone. <laughs> This is one of this is one of those things. I say, how Meerkat is going to change the 2016 elections for every campaign going forward, for every campaign reporter and voter. Do you really think this is po- Do you really think Meerkat going to change it, or the technology is going to change it? Well,
0: I think what the the point of the story is the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's Meerkat, whether it's Periscope, whether it's some live streaming. Uh, technology, start whatever it's going to be, the ability to pick up your phone and instantly start streaming on the web is uh, transformative. It's something that the technology has kind of been there, but it hasn't been just this easy, because it is really dead simple, easy to do on Meerkat. Um, I'm sure Periscope will be the same way. Um, The sad thing for Meerkat is that Twitter cut them off. You know, just as they were getting some momentum, Twitter announced its purchase of Periscope and instantly cut off Meerkat, um, which is kind of a bummer because now the growth of Meerkat, which lots of people are playing
1: with it and know, liking it, is kind of stunted. Sorry, I think it's a petite. This isn't really the functional podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, no, but that was mostly because of South by Southwest. I mean, they were trying to get on the bandwagon right before that big interactive conference where people tend to try new things out. I like to see if Meerkat or Periscope or this technology could survive in the real world, not in the Southwest, South South by Southwest world. That's what I
0: would like to see. Well, it's interesting because. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is a bit of a master when it comes to social media mm-hmm. and he has been doing rehearsals on Meerkat he's been doing special features like when they when they okay. do some of the bits that they record um, the fact that he's using Meerkat to do it this is a really great uh, it's going to get much wider adoption because of that so my hope is that you know Meerkat takes another week to develop its feature set So that you can find people, because right now the only way to find someone on Meerkat, because Twitter pulled the plug on them, um, is to type in the username. And that's Uh, really, you know, that's really lame. Um, So you can't, there's no search of users, it's not, you know, pulling in that data from Twitter. I have a feeling they'll figure out a way around it that basically says, what we're going to do is we're going to you know, authenticate your app with Twitter and use Twitter, find the person, and then pull it back into Meerkat. I have a feeling that they'll figure out a way, the same way any app does it. um, But, uh, you know, as far as elections, yeah, I have a feeling that we're going to see lots of people throughout the campaign using Meerkat as a way, or something like Meerkat, um, really as a way to connect with people. So it becomes the new
1: town hall. Um, And it becomes an impromptu town hall. Um, Which can also keep people on their toes and keep them So, Well, well, it also gives the candidates...
0: The the other thing it's going to do is it's going to give the candidates the ability um, to kind of control the media. Because instead of saying, we're going to have a press conference at this time, they can just start. And then the media is going to be like, what's going on? So they're going to get a more one-to-one connection with their constituents, or at least, you know... Hopefully, but um, again, you know the fact that they don't have to do something fancy. They can just set up the phone, you know, and start talking. It's pretty cool. It's
1: pretty cool. It is. You know what else is really cool? What's what else thing? is really cool? Our, for, our first sponsor, Wistia. Let me. Oh, Joey just crashed and burned. Oh. Her, her. Her. She's. We're on Facebook. We're on Facebook Messenger right now. She's giving me updates on. She's trying to log in desperately, and her computer's like not – just like my computer earlier. For those who don't know, my computer really just went right before the podcast. Howard's computer is the only thing that's working right now. It works rock
0: solid. You know what the only thing that works more solidly than my computer? That would be our sponsor, Wistia. They are a video hosting and analytics platform. It helps business get the most out of online video. We use Wistia here at phillytech.org because it's much more professional than YouTube and the data that Wistia provides helps us really understand how our content is being consumed. And best of all, Wistia has a ton of free resources on their site. It helps those just getting started with video. There are tutorials on lighting, editing, microphones, which is one of my picks later, and an entire community is there to help people improve. The other thing is they have a free version of their service that holds up to 50 videos. So go check them out. Um, They're at Wistia, W-I-S-T-I-A dot com. It's a great product, but rather than going straight to their website, I want you to go to phillytech.org, go to the show, go to our show or to the show page or go to the sponsors page and click on Wistia through there so that they know that we sent you. Uh, Great team over there, really nice people. So again, Wistia for video hosting and analytics.
1: You can also click on the sidebar right here, and it takes you to Wistia as well. So,
0: Ooh. Ooh,
1: cool. fancy. And let's go back to us. And we're getting better at that slowly. We'll get there. So there's, a, so there's actually a Reddit study. Yes, you yeah. heard me correctly. A Reddit study um, that, um, shoot, red, Reddit say, says, it's, always, it's beep, Reddit says, yep. it's, it's most toxic thread. The red pill is the most bigoted. To the study on, um, you know, Reddit as a whole, and yeah. and how there's some good things on there, but there's also some toxic things. So it's pretty much the internet as a whole, just on one website, which is pretty interesting. Do you use Reddit at all, Howard?
0: Um, I am a little bit of an old-time Reddit user. I used it before it was very, very popular. Um, I eventually switched to Delicious as my main thing because I thought Delicious was just a better experience. Um, Reddit's been around. Uh, Delicious? Uh, yes, yeah, not not so much. Um, the funny thing is uh, the concept of Delicious, I think sort of um, what Reddit always got right was the community and the community interaction, something that Delicious really never had. Delicious um, well, is a bookmarking site. You know? Yeah, bookmarking and, and Reddit's more of a community site, which I think is what uh, gave them their traction. But look, Reddit is not for the faint of heart. Anyone that ever says, like, oh, just go on Reddit, it's lots of fun. It is not fun on Reddit. It is a battle zone. And there's some you great Be careful where
1: you go. I mean, like, the Android area, I mean, there are some trolls. I mean, like, the Android has also some of the best threads, I think, on Reddit, if you're into Android phones. Yeah, or, there I mean, are some
0: like, photography things. forums that it is, like, it's a disaster because of the kinds... Of, like, you can't post a question without getting a debate. And your question can be something like, you know I'm using this camera with this lens and they'll say that camera's crap you should switch here and it's like my question was what's another lens I should get so I wasn't asking you why are you even bothering to comment you don't know what you're like it becomes this fight so if you want to learn how to fight on the internet go to reddit and the red pill is a great place to get into a fight and the uh, stuff reddit says is also pretty um, a pretty great place to learn how to fight or rather, learn how not to
1: fight. Exactly. they did definitely fight dirty over there. Yes. So, um a, um, a guy that I know, Jeff Jarvis. He's a very well-known journalism professor over at the City University of New York. I teach his journalism over there. He's talk. He's talk, another Facebook story. He's talking about how Facebook could do for what Facebook could do for news, what um, you know, what what they're lacking right now. Because I mean, Buzzfeed. BuzzFeed and Vox are doing great things with social media. And a lot of traditional like New York Times and Washington Post are so lacking because they're not really grasping social media as well as the Internet-only sites. Um, what I think Jess' biggest point was was that if Facebook was more open with their sharing of the data share because big one of the big sticking points for journal in the journalism world for the publishers is that they want to know the readership. They want the demographics. And if Facebook's willing to give the demographics out and say, hey, these are your demographics of people who are reading your stories on Facebook, then they would win. They would win hands down the Relationship War and they would also bring in these publishers that would want to publish, you know, use Facebook as a medium. No pun intended, because there is the, the platform medium where... And, it, and that wasn't intended, by the way, Howard. That was not intended. I get it. it. Just, no problem. It, it just worked out for me. There, <laughs> that's all I can say. But I think, I think Facebook has could be a very good platform if for the news if they did a few different things. Number one, they get rid of the stupid most recent thing. They made lists easier to access and they may share the demographics with the publishers. What say you, Howard? So I think
0: I read this article, and one of the things I thought about was Apple's the Apple um, iTunes Store and what it did with uh, their, not iBooks, but their newsstand apps. So the whole idea was a magazine could use Apple's platform and get people to subscribe to it. Apple would take a little percentage, and in exchange, they would get mm-hmm. access to Apple's audience. But the one thing Apple didn't give up was subscriber data. So mm-hmm. all of these newspapers were going, well, we want access to it, but we also want to be able to talk to our customers. So this is a really this is a bigger deal than you know than anything. I, I think about it this way if Facebook said, Hey, we want to give out your data to this publisher. Is that okay? Think of all the stories that would be written about how Facebook is selling our data to this publisher mm-hmm. where the product such a huge backlash. So them protecting it, my first instinct is saying yeah Facebook you're being nice to me, you're protecting me the way that it should be protected, you're keeping my data over here you'll give out anonymous data but not physical, like who is this person? Um, And then I read Jeff's article and all I could think about is, okay, so how do we find a good middle ground? How do we find a way that says, you know, it's kind of, how do we move publishing forward so that the relationship between a publisher and a subscriber is that? You know, and it could be that the same way that you know someone can build an app that asks for permissions from Facebook, will suck your data up because you give it permission. It might be that Facebook has to make it really easy for these publishers to do that. And maybe Facebook has to write the app for the publisher that says, yeah, maybe, as a publisher, yeah. this is what you get. You get anonymized, certain things anonymized, and maybe certain things that the person can opt in. So there, there probably is a way to do it. Um, I really like where he's going with it because I think it would be beneficial. So I'm kind of in that, like, I see why Facebook doesn't do it, but I also kind of wish that there was an easy way that Facebook could um, give the publishers some benefit without selling our souls to them.
1: Absolutely. And it's one company that doesn't make you sell their soul, your soul to them, and they actually make your soul happier, bad segue, is our next sponsor, Flywheel. Manage WordPress hosting. We love our friends at Flywheel. Tell yes, us how we much we love them, Howard. We love them so much that
0: phillytech.org is hosted through Flywheel. It is managed WordPress hosting, and it is built specifically for designers and creative agencies. They make it really simple to build, launch, and manage your client sites, and they have an easy-to-use dashboard that they built from the ground up, and it's designed for web developers. They have nightly backups, really fast load times. The security is specific for WordPress, and a great support team, And their support team knows WordPress. It's not just some guys in a network center going, oh, you know, we'll just reboot it. They actually understand how to troubleshoot WordPress. So they help all kinds of designers launch WordPress projects all of the time. So what I want you to do is go to the show page, um, phillytech.org, whatever it is, go to us first. And then, (laughs) thank you, Seth, Go, go to us first and click on the link for Flywheel so that they know that we sent you. Absolutely. Again, Flywheel, managed WordPress hosting platform. Uh, go check them out.
1: They are awesome. We love them. Thank you, Rick and gang over there. Rick and Dusty are the owners, and they do a great job over there. We love them over there. So. Instagram, also my Facebook, <laughs> launches Layout, its own photo collaging app, and it looks really freaking cool. And I think it's only iOS only. It is only iOS um, I haven't
0: had a chance to play with it yet. They just launched it, I think, yesterday, and I've been uh, shooting videos all day yesterday and today, so I haven't really had a chance to, to do some playing on Instagram. Um, but I'm kind of excited by it. Uh, right now, there are third-party apps that I use in order to make some fancier layouts. Um, every so often, I actually do something in Photoshop if I want to do it nicely. Um, but I'm kind of looking forward to what they have in mind for this. It looks like it's actually a creative platform not just um, you know fit photos into boxes. Most of the apps that I've played with are here are a bunch of templates and drop your photos Mm -hmm. into it. Um, This looks pretty interesting. Um, It looks almost like something that could be kind of a a creative outlet for people so I've always been a big fan of using digital tools to create some kind of art or media and that um, if the digital tools can make it easier for people to create that that's always a good thing even if you're someone who says hey I make my living creating stuff so I want my tools to be hard so that people can't muscle in on me I'm actually not that person I want people to be able to create because all it does is raise the bar for quality and it also opens up creative possibilities that maybe you didn't see before so really really looking forward to what they have there can't wait to try it out, and they've said everyone, hey, it's going to be on iOS
1: soon. So, And, hope, and in the coming months, it will be on Android, so yep. hopefully the coming months means couple coming months, not coming years. Yes, hopefully. I meant to
0: say that it was coming soon on Android. Sorry. Neeps, 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 that. Uh, you're
1: forgiven. I'll forgive you. Thank you. Anyhow, so streaming music drowns out CD sales in the U.S. for the first time. Only now? Yep. That's... People on were still buying hand, CDs up until now? Who buys yes.
0: CDs? People... Well, and this is the thing. Remember, CDs, how much did they cost? They didn't get any cheaper because we had streaming wow. music. So the streaming music... If you think about it this way, if someone was subscribing to, uh, to something like Spotify Pro paying 10 bucks a month versus buying two CDs a month, well, the two CDs, that's about 30 bucks. So... The expectation that it was eventually going to beat it really just says to me that, yes, CD sales, it's dropping like a stone. Um, They're still there. They're still very significant. The uh, record labels aren't running away from it. Um, But it's really, uh, you know, we're we're seeing the reason why um, Apple's music service from what they're going to do with Beats, what's going to happen uh, probably in June that we're going to hear about, is going to be very, very interesting. Because supposedly they're very focused on getting all of these labels in the mix in a really powerful way.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. that. Um, and honestly, I, one of the comment, commenters, Craig Knapp1, said, you know, he, he was talking about how um, no one's really looking, going into your house and looking at your you know, digital file collection. <laughs> you know, whether they used to go and look at your CD collection, it was prominently displayed. And then my dad had a big wall full of CDs and a wall full of vinyl. But I think there will always be a place for CDs. I think there will always be, like, there's a place for vinyl. Vinyl's back. People are buying record players, and, you know, yeah, it's limited release, but it's not dead. Cassettes are somewhat dead. Well, I
0: actually really like what you brought up about the social sharing element because this is something that I think most of these music services, they really haven't embraced so think about some kind of app for a website where it's not that I'm my own DJ, but me uh, kind of a la MySpace, you know, my top five spaces kind of thing, um, but doing it for music. So in my house, I have five vinyl album covers on the wall that are, um, someone said to me once, what are the five most important records or, you know, albums of your youth, and I thought about that, and I said, you know, and it took me a while to come up with a really solid answer, and when I did, I went and found those albums, got them out of my basement storage, all the stuff, wherever it was, and framed them and put them up on the wall, because the vinyl's long since dead, it doesn't work, and I have them all digital at this point, but it's just sort of this reminder of, you know, this roots. When people come to my house, and they see these album covers, they talk to me about it, and that kind of conversation starter is something that is missing in digital music. Now, yeah. maybe Apple's going to do something with this. It's I hard with Ping. It. Well, and they, that's the thing. is They did try it with Ping. They tried to bring in that, like, hey, <laughs> this is my music collection. But it was such a fail. Like, that was a service it was that abominable. literally 18 hours into the service, Facebook yanked the plug on them. And it was like, okay, I guess not. It was built around Facebook sharing, and Facebook yanked the plug in the first 18 hours. So <laughs> it, it was literally like at the, at the keynote event, they talked about how they were integrated with Twitter and Facebook, but Facebook apparently didn't know about the integration. Apple had just programmed it. And so Facebook went, oh, well, okay, never mind. We're cutting you off.
1: Sort of like Twitter and Meerkat. It's sort of like Twitter and
0: Meerkat. So, uh, you know... Facebook is not the only one. Twitter is not the only one. People do this. It's sort of like their way of extracting power. Um, so I'm really curious to see uh, if some of these new services can really bring that social element in because you're right. When people go over someone's house, I remember people looking through albums, CDs, the same way they would look on bookshelves. Like, w- this is your representation of your culture. And we're missing that a bit.
1: We are missing that bit. But we, what we're not missing is our email. No, we're not missing email. And do you know why we don't miss any email? It's because of Zoho Mail. It's because of
0: Zoho Mail. You're supposed to say, why don't we miss any email, Howard? Uh, Why don't
1: we miss any email, Howard? I'll
0: tell you, Seth. Well, phillytech.org, we want to thank our sponsor Zoho Mail, which is why we don't miss any email. It's professional email designed for your business. It has business class features and security, as well as the convenience of web and mobile. The great thing about, if you think about Zoho Mail, um, this is the part that I really love. It's like Google Apps or Office 365, except without all of the extra stuff. There's no ads. There's no junk. So what I want you to do is to learn about Zoho Mail. You can also sign up for a free, ad-free account for up to 10 users by clicking on our link in the show notes. Yeah, your own domain. So this is mail running from your own domain. Up to 10 users. It's free. This is a great, great service. And um, Zoho has such great products. This is one of those companies that I've been rooting for for years. Um, they do really, really good work. Um, I do not They don't feature creep. They tend to make something right and then move on to the next product because they do have a lot of different products. But what I want you to focus on is email, business class email, Zoho mail. That's our sponsor, and we love them for it. Thank you,
1: Zoho. Thank you, Zoho. And finally, the picks of the week. Our first pick is Jewel, the Belgian Malinois, who is now yes. grand champion. Ra ra ra, good Jody. She's our pick of the week. Does Jewel but have um, a
0: Facebook page or an Instagram account? She should.
1: Yeah. She's a cute dog too. So, anyhow, my pick of the week is Star Walk Two, Night Sky Guide. It's for Android. I think there actually is one for iOS as well. Yep. Um, is there? Yes, there is. I believe I have it's it. It's really neat. You can go through and it. gives you It gives you. Let me. Show, I'll share the screen with this. So i my screen. in The Play Store here. So you can. So you can actually. It actually has some really nice graphics, and you. It's augmented reality, so you can hold it over the sky. Your own sky, and see different as. See you can click on different um, as it buffers. <laughs> And it has, some, it has some quiet music, like some classical music behind it, which is really nice. And you, and you can compare uh, different um, solar systems and different stuff. All right, this, this, this is turning to Fantasia to me, so I'm going to turn that off. Exactly. But um, uh, Jupiter's internal structure of Jupiter, it's really well made up. It's worth two ninety nine. dollars But uh, one thing that kind of got me on these guys is that it's not two ninety nine. dollars It's really for and change because if you want the planet structure, if you want the add ons, you pay four bucks. I bought it. I was like, you know, look, I want this. I want to have this for when I'm with my son and say, hey, look, you know, probably by the time he's ready to understand this, this will be out of date. But, you know, so (laughs) it's still the whole idea is that I want to be able to go outside one night on a summer night and say, oh, that's the, the constellation. Oh, that's where that's where Venus is. Well, and, um, and, and I can had, tell you, Google had one like this too. Sky Sky Map. Yep. But it didn't I, work as well anymore.
0: I can tell you that um, I have the. I don't have Star Walk 2 yet. I have the original Star Walk um, mm-hmm. for iOS, and I've used that on the iPad. I go outside with my daughters, and we look up stuff, and just by po- literally pointing the iPad up to the sky like that. Eh. And then we can see the constellations and see it behind it and be able to point things out. It's very, very cool. It's a great application. Um, you actually get some notifications about some neat, cool things happening in the sky, so that it's like, hey, tomorrow there's
1: an eclipse. <laughs> exactly. Don't look at the sky. Yes. Watch someone's computer animation of it instead. It's just as good. Well, it's a good way to
0: get you to get your bearings. It is, it, it is, so that you and go, not find yourself. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. That's that flashy thing over there, and it's not an airplane.
1: It's not an airplane, exactly. Oh, it's a UFO. So, Howard, what is your gadookie? Gedo- All
0: right, so my pick comes in a little tiny bag from a company called Rode. It is the Rode Smart Lab Plus. This little baby is a, is a lavalier microphone, so if you're doing any work in terms of we're trying to record audio record whether it's recording audio straight or for video this little guy clips to your lapel here now what happens is the business end of this goes into your smartphone so it, oh. this this mic is designed for smartphones there's no extra power pack, there's nothing, you just you have a little app on your iPhone or or Android you plug it in and now you have a full featured recorder works great you can then take the recordings and put them into Dropbox But what's really, really nice is how easy this is. And if you've ever messed with any, I'll call them professional lavaliers, you know that it is one battery pack and cable after another in order to get it right. And this is just clean, simple. You know, one thing, one connector, done. Uh, Very, very easy to work with. Uh, The record time is really limited to the battery life and storage of your smartphone. Um, pretty simple. Okay. That said, the sound quality is really quite good and for 80 bucks it is hard to beat the sound quality of this little lav mic and they make an adapter so that you can plug this which is a little non-standard connector designed for a smartphone so that you can plug it into a standard uh, audio recorder like a Zoom or one of the other uh, recorders that way. You can put it directly into a video camera the, all the adapter does is it changes the pins of this jack, it mm-hmm. changes it to a standard connector as opposed to a smartphone connector. Um, but mm-hmm. 80 bucks, sound quality is pretty great. Um, all of the videos, uh, this course that I'm releasing, a mini course, which I'll talk about more when that comes out probably in about two weeks, it'll be ready to talk about on the show. Awesome. But all of the audio is recorded through the Smart Lab. so. That's you know this is the kind of thing where I have other mics I have other things to work with yeah, and the I still talking use it. to one right now exactly and it's funny because a mic like this this is a great way to record except when you're recording video it's not great because it's big and it's kind of in the way and you know if you're the sound will change where you are Smart Lab you pop it right here it's consistent sound no matter where you turn your what head what about shuffling like it's the shuffle of your shirt um it doesn't you don't pick it up at all the shirt like you really don't notice it any more than anything else so that's something where um this little guy it's got a little windscreen on it you can pop that off you can actually get a little mini dead cat um which are those big fluffy things for like outside wind um really really simple to work with it's pretty great and it comes in an attractive pouch how many of this do you have i just have one um I t- Seth knows this, but I typically buy uh, when it comes to this recording stuff. I buy multiples so that if there's ever a problem, I'm not out of luck. That I always have some kind of backup for it. But this little Smart Lab, it's good. It does the job. Um, haven't needed any extras, um, but because uh, my the next step up for lab mics is many, many hundreds of dollars. Um, it's wow. where you. Get it. It's basically you're in the fifty to one hundred and fifty dollar camp. The next step up starts at around 250 to $500, and then you go to your Sennheiser's above that where you're talking 800 to to $1,000 uh, get, getting in there. The amazing thing is the difference in sound quality is there, but it's not that much, especially if what you're doing is you're going to be compressing it to an MP3. You're going to be compressing it to a YouTube video. Um, it, once that audio is compressed, it's really hard to tell the difference between the really professional broadcast stuff
1: and an $80 smart lab. Awesome. And on that note, a really awesome smart lab <laughs> and a very, a very awesome smart Howard and a, a very awesome smart Jewel and Jody. This has been another episode of the Social Media Addicts Podcast, episode number 24. We'll see you next week. See you later.